welcome back to another daily walk. Well, as you can see, we have escaped the city alive. Um, however, the campground I've chosen, despite being a BLM campground in the middle of absolutely nowhere, is so overcrowded, I had a hard time finding a place to park. But hey, first world problems, right? Could have kept going, but uh, nah, this is good for now. But today I want to talk about being babes in what is evil. This harkens back to an old favorite verse of mine. And uh, there's a little bit of a debate among it, among different people. And uh, obviously some really bad philosophy as well. Of course, I talk about uh, a person in, my, uh, uh, in the book, uh, Half My Life, where I talked, uh, this is my life story, and I knew this guy that said, well, we couldn't possibly say drugs were bad unless we have had experience with them all. So this moron would try every single drug just to be able to say he's tried it so he could say if they're good or bad or not. Um, yeah, that's stupid. Uh, don't do drugs. Say no. They're stupid. Trust me. Um, I have watched the downstream consequences of people who have taken them, and it never leads you to a good place. Uh, so we have to be babes in what is evil. Now, as I say this, if you read that life story of mine, then you'll know that uh, I am not a babe in evil. <laughs> <laughs> and then not just like, hey, just like we're all sinners in Adam. I hate it when people talk about dysfunctional families going, well, we're all from a dysfunctional family. That is completely not true. There's a radical difference between a family made up of people who are sinners in Adam and a dysfunctional family, which by its root definition is a family that has no healthy means to handle conflict. Whereas sinners can be sinners and still be able to properly and meaningfully handle conflict and proceed to live out life without it. Uh, that's uh, difficult realities I've had to learn. But uh, as I talk about this, I have come from a background with a lot of sin and living it as not coming to Christ or having any form of religious affiliation or even any real moral upbringing uh, I have engaged in a lot of sin, and as I come to Christ, I recognize the story of the lady who is wetting Jesus' uh, feet with her tears and wiping it with her hair, and then there's Simon going, well, do you know what type of woman this is? He says, and Jesus tells a parable. What is this, Luke 17? I don't know, Luke's, I forget, it just came, came across this idea. I didn't, um, didn't pull this verse out. But it's one of the uh, one of the parables um, and, that he tells, and he says, "Hey, you know, if a man goes in and uh, is forgiven, you know, a million versus twenty bucks, you know, who loves more? Well, obviously, the person who's forgiven more is how the Pharisee answers. And Jesus says, "You've answered correctly. This woman has been forgiven from a horrible life of sin, but the person who." was raised as a Christian and never did anything wrong in their life. I have a friend who has never watched an R-rated movie, and he's way older than me, all right? Uh, he was raised as a missionary's kid. He, uh, he grew up as a Christian. Not that he was saved out of the womb, but he's never crossed any major moral boundaries. He's never fall into the depths of sin. He's never fallen into an addiction of alcohol or pornography or anything else. 
Obviously, he is a sinner, uh, the same as the rest of us. He's a person who does not live a perfect and completely righteous life. But on the sliding scale of morality, he's definitely closer to Mother Teresa versus Hitler. All right. And so as we look at that, it raises this question, should we seek these experiences so we can deeper understand the scripture? And I'm going to say, and we're going to get to the verse at the end of the talk today, uh, rather than putting it at the beginning, just so I can make my point and say, no, if you are blessed enough to not have lived a life of sin, you do not seek that to understand it, to understand the greater depths of grace. Okay, grace is handed to us to cover the sin that we have in our life. Those of us that come from massive, more sinning backgrounds, we receive a lot more grace as the covering of what we are unable to do coming to Christ. The challenge that we have is that some people think, well, you just don't understand. See, that friend of mine's faith is not better than mine, and my faith is not better than his. We were both called by God for a purpose. He can reach people on a different level than I can. I can reach people who have had a much more sinning background, and I have a deeper understanding of how dysfunctional families work, whereas uh, he'll fall into, uh, like, um, there was another person in his life that kind of went off the deep rails and it's like, you know, uh, he, I said, now you finally understand the regular conflict I have with family. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have different ways of ministry. Neither one of us faith is better or worse, but as we are called, we should not seek to learn the greater sin just because, um, it's going to give us a better understanding of Christ. And Paul, in fact, directly tells us specifically to do this. And this is Romans 16, 9. The report of your obedience has reached to all. Therefore, I am rejoicing over you. But I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. So what does it mean to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil? Well, wise in what is good is we need to spend a lot more of our time in the Word of God rather than the paper. Was it Zig Ziglar, I think, who used to say, well, I get up every morning, I read my Bible, and I read my newspaper so I know what both sides are doing. All right. Very interesting statement. Um, and there is certainly a merit of truth in that. We, we can't be ignorant of the things in the world, but we also don't want to dive into it to greater understand it. This is a, a hard line that I try to walk a little bit in the book, I Am Not Amused. So in that book, we're talking about the guide rails. Some people are uncritically involved. They just open up whatever's on TV. We're just going to watch it without critically thinking. Other people are overzealous. Everything I do has to be perfectly sanitized. And I say this is probably not an appropriate response to take. But at the same time, if we don't have a specific reason to, we shouldn't be delving into the, the bad media of our age just to make a point to say, oh, I know it's in the bad media of the age. That's not a really uh, a good thing that we should be doing. But there are certainly times and people who can and should do that. You know, if you are a parent, for example, if you're a parent of young kids, you don't need to dive into every movie just to see and evaluate what they're doing. 
You can go to like, I think Plugged In Online is still a thing. I think Focus on the Family has some of these resources, which are good. And there's even some more secular-based ones that just, will just look at the moral interplay of what's inside of some movie. You can read those reviews to determine if you want your kid watching that. As your kids grow older, though, and become more teenagers and things, it is more worth you watching some of these things, sometimes with them, so you can have the conversation. And I think it's better to expose them to to the potential evils in the world in a controlled environment than to completely keep your kids sheltered and then, hey, you're 18, go off to college now, and then you wonder why they come back having impregnated somebody and uh, uh, multicolored hair and tattoos and piercings and the philosophy that tends to go with such people, <laughs> okay? Um, we have to understand that that uh, as we are living our life, there's times we might have to get more into the dirt to understand and have a better interplay with the world, particularly when our mission field is children uh, and our children, right? Uh, some lady came up to Moody once nursing a baby and says, I think that uh, God has called me into the ministry. And Moody looks to him and says, yes, and there's the heathen right there, you know? And uh, as we look at this, we have to be wise in the things that are good, but ignorant of things that are evil. That being, we should not be going out just to involve ourselves in the evil things just so we can better understand the purpose of Christ. So for this reason, it may or may not be worth watching a lot of the news. It may not be worth examining all the things going on. It's just because, you know, what is the really the purpose? What is really the intent? So we can better learn how to not like certain elements of the world. That's an interesting take. But it is nevertheless one that some people will will come to as a conclusion. So that's kind of my thoughts about that. Uh, being uh, wise in things that are good and ignorant of things that are evil is important. And we have to figure out what that walk means as a Christian. Now, if you've not read either of those books, Half My Life is one of them. And I Am Not Amused was the other one. You'll find those books and links where you all you can buy those books on the website at ourwalkinchrist.com. Go to slash books. That'll give you the list of all those books. You can find those too there. Uh, with that, thanks for watching and hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>